All right, right. Welcome, everyone. Just another episode of the Boots to Suits podcast. We have a special guest in the studio today, Nick Velez, who is the owner of Bastard's Canteen in Temecula and Downey, California. I know a lot of people are familiar with it. A lot of us call it kind of the second home, away from home, good food, good drink. But equally as important with the culture you built is bringing uh, the event called Vet Work together, which we're honored to be a part of and sponsor, where we get veterans from different organizations and companies together, and we share resources, we help one another, one another out. It's just an influx of, of opportunity to, to make lives better just across the board. So thank you for, for doing that. Um, obviously, we have Doc Pitts in the house. We have Herbert Garcia, USMC in the house. And so um, we'll just start with a general background conversation, just know a little bit about you. I know you served in Ramadi at 2-4. I know that um, you have an extensive uh, background in history in the Marine Corps. And uh, just a little bit about yourself, brother. Um, again, Nick Velez served in uh, served with 2-4 uh, uh, back in uh, from 05 to 09. So I was in uh, Ramadi back in 06, 07 with Echo Company. Um, a little bit about myself. I, I grew up in the L.A. area. Uh, East LA, Boyle Heights to be exact. Uh, got recruited out of, of Boyle Heights um, back in 2005 and went to boot camp here in San Diego. Um, you know, did my time uh, in the infantry, L311, uh, deployed. Uh, um, you know, got out and, you know, the rest is history. Started, you know, my own business at 25 and I've just been been working ever since. Pretty impressive, man. Did you yeah. could, did you have a business background? Like, how did you, who was the precipice for even getting into that restaurant industry and the business in general as a veteran? You know, I would say I've always been a, you know, for lack of a better word, a hustler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? We, we all up, hustle, brother. Growing up in the streets, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always found a way to hustle and make money. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Kind of like whatever it is, right? Yeah, from, yeah. From, from high school backyard parties, yep. what am I going to be able to sell to make some money, right? Uh, That's it. That's selling not nitrogen balloons. I don't know if you guys know those nozzles. Yeah, no. that was my hustle in high <laughs> school. I walk out with three fifty to five hundred bucks a night. There you, you know? go. And, and you know, I mean, even if I can go, look, I look back. You know, I, 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 growing up, my dad had an avocado tree in the back house. I remember just picking all those avocados and fucking selling them in the front there yard. Go. There you go. Knocking on 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 doors and you know when my my dad's been in the real estate business my whole life. I, I can remember and I remember him taking me to to uh, to open houses and. You know, he's like, hey, here's a, here's here's the flyers. Go knock on doors. I'm like, well, what am I gonna do? He's like, just go walk around, and this is what you're gonna say. This is what you're gonna say. Your, your dad's hosting a an uh, open house. You know, on this street. Come over. There's donuts. There's pizza. There's free coffee. That's dope. Whatever. That's and dope. I, you know, I've always had that that mindset. So then, like, so then, let's look at the opposite. Then, if yeah. you if you've always had that entrepreneurial background, because you know you had a lot of support with dad and kind of taught you a little bit. Yeah. Um. Then, then why the Marine Corps? Like, you know, sometimes you there's a a polarization we'll go one direction or the other we grow up with yeah. a business upbringing we kind of go that way sounds yeah. like you came up with that entrepreneurial background but then you went yeah. you went marine corps yeah i mean you know what i i've, I've always been I've always been gravitated to like the military mm. or like the marine corps i didn't i didn't know what the marine corps was at a young age right all you know is like army right army oh, yeah, Rangers, those, those, those army green yeah that's all you know right um and um you know it was uh since like sixth or seventh grade i kind of knew that I wanted to join the military okay. or something law enforcement related, something with guns, high speed, something cool, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, just, you know, just being around TV, right? Watching all that cool stuff. You're like, that's what I want to do. Right? Yeah, bro. I don't want to, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to go do that. I don't want to be an attorney. I don't want to do none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to go, you know, jump out of planes or whatever it is. So uh, I had a teacher in seventh grade, uh, Mr. Pelvis, and he was an army ranger. All right. He'd always talk about the army, being airborne and, so at that age, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to join the Army. I want to be a Ranger, yeah. right? You don't know anything. And 
come high school, uh, I think it was my freshman year, it was 9-11. Mm. Right, and I was like, or a sophomore here, one of those two. He just made me feel old, man. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was like nine eleven, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, like this is real. Like, yeah. I remember walking down the steps in my house, walking downstairs, you know, watch, you know, I still remember like it was yesterday, like the TV, my dad, yeah, the old big screen TVs. Remember those big screen TVs oh, yeah. that were like oh, real yeah. big screen and wide and fat, yeah. and like you gotta roll them around anywhere. He had that TV there, and, and he was always watching CNN or Fox News in the morning. And I'm like, damn, what's going on? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, they, you know, they got a plan to hit the Twin Towers. And, you know, at that age, like, what's yeah, the Twin well, yeah, what is like, that? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, I mean, what are the Twin Towers at that age? You know, I never been in New York, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, the big towers in New York. And I'm like, I thought Twin Towers like Duncan and Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember yeah. those Twin Towers, <laughs> right? Uh, Spurs. But I was like, okay, well, I'm like, all right, well, didn't think too much of it. Mm-hmm. Went to school. I remember I was in first or second period, and then the second ta- uh, we were watching the news, and then you see the second plane hit, and I'm like. And at that time, they were like, oh, these planes were hijacked. Mm-hmm. There might be a terrorism. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, shit might be happening. We might yeah. be going somewhere. Something, something might be happening. And, uh, you know, the Twin Towers fell. 9-11 happened. You know, everyone the next day is, like, on alert. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you know. I remember being in class and, like, these Harriers. I think they were Harriers at the mm-hmm. time. You know, just flying by. And I my school was near downtown L.A. So they were all kind of just you know, flying by and just doing their mm-hmm. show of force or whatever they were doing in that area. And I'm like, fuck, this seems like you're like a the, movie, you're right? like the shit got real. Yeah, yeah. shit just yeah. got real. Yep. It feels yep. like a movie at that time, right? Yep. And I remember the next day, um, there was a recruiter. They would always come in, a Marine recruiter. Mm-hmm. And he always come in to, to, to our high school. And I'm like, hey, um, you know, what does it take for, for me to join? I want to join. He's like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 15 or 15 and a half or whatever I was. And he's like, well, you got to be 17 and a half to mm-hmm. join. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll see you when I'm 17. So he's like, we just became cool. He started taking me over, doing all those pulley mm-hmm. freaking events where you go and you meet, you greet, you freaking like go the online. like the debt program, debt program. program. Yeah, yeah. But before you could debt in, yeah, you right. Know, he you, just like just come functions. in and be a part of it. Pulley functions. Yeah. So I just did. I, I, you know, I was like, all right, I started getting my feet wet. And that summer, um, um, they had this. Uh, our school was part of like this. Uh, it was it was a magnet program they call it, mm-hmm. and they had a law enforcement and police academy program um, I was part of the police academy program and of course I got kicked out for some stupid reason mm-hmm. like not wanting to tuck in my shirt it wasn't cool to wear that uniform in school it was like the yeah. right 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 Right. I'm like I'm not wearing this crap and whatever it wasn't cool to wear so they kicked me out and as they kicked me out you know the police officer that was in charge was just like Nick you know you, you could be really good but mm-hmm. you let your mouth get in the way and mm-hmm. I'm, like, oh, I'm sorry He's like, but there's this program this summer called Devil Pubs. I think you'd be really good. I love good. that. It's a great program. You should go to his yeah, program. program. And, you know, some kids have to pay. Some kids have to go because the, the judge freaking court order, blah, blah, blah. But it's an opportunity for you yeah. to go. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'll, I'll talk to my parents, see what's up. And at that time, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I went to my parents and have them sign off on it. That summer, I was I was in I was in Camp Pendleton. I remember all the all the Marines in SOI because you go to Devil Pubs is, is in a – I know uh-huh. area what's that area 60 52 52, 52? Mm-hmm. yeah area 52 so we're up there by the barracks and I remember all the fucking marines were out there in the morning like zero zero five zero six mm-hmm. while we're training or, or we're marching to chow they're out there getting their gear ready and I'm like damn these guys are ready to go somewhere ready to get busy yeah, get down yeah so <clears throat> that happened um I finished the little two weeks of mini boot camp whatever that was and I I remember like, I went home and I'm like damn like I was just amazed by the Marine Corps. So right? you enjoyed it? Was it a good experience? It was a okay, great experience. Yeah, I love to that. me, it wasn't like 
It was it was just fun. Like I yeah. can PT, I can do all that. It was just fun. It was so that's fun. that fork in the road where you decide, yeah. am I? Is this something I like to do, or I'm like, fuck that, I'm not doing this because yeah, I don't I mean, nobody's going to get kids that were in there like that were like court ordered. They had to go into right, this right. program. So um, of course you like talk to all these kids everywhere. They're all from LA or some, somewhere in Southern California or Northern California, and you're like just having a good time with these guys. And at the same time, I'm like I'm like looking at these Marines. Back then, you know, it wasn't digital. They were all freaking right. um, yeah. tricolors, right? Yep. So I'm looking at these guys, and these guys were all talking about, like, how they're going to have to go back to their units. I didn't get it at that time, but they were TAD'd. Oh, they were right? TAD'd. Yeah, they were TAD'd yep. to devil yep. ropes, right? And then um, they were like, oh, yeah, this guy's a sniper. This guy's an infantry. This guy's doing that. This guy's doing that. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. I was like, damn. So I was just hearing their stories. Yeah. And, um, you know, I left there with a good good impression of what a Marine is, right? Mm-hmm. I'd never met a Marine in my life. Mm-hmm. Um then I go in, I go back home, and I remember I'm home I'm with my pops, and I'm like, hey, pops, um, you heard about the Marine Corps? He's like, yeah, man, those guys are squared away. They're good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you had a choice to join um, any branch, the Army or, or the Marine Corps, uh, who would you join? Mm-hmm. And he's, I remember this vividly. I remember he was sitting on his, he was on his bed, and he's like watching TV. He goes, e, that's easy. He goes, I joined the Marine Corps. Yeah. They're the best. He goes, you're the first to fight. I'm like, cool. That's, that's some good advice. That's I'm some like, good that's advice, it. bro. Sold. I'm doing the Marine Corps. Most, yeah. As credit to your pops, man. Because yeah. most, you know, most parents would be like, well, you know, what about the Air Force? You know, they're safer and all this shit. Dad said, hey, first to fight, you yeah. know, he that goes, they are first, the best. And, and he, he's, he's correct. And, he's and you know, he's always known. Like, I mean, my, my family's always known. I've always kind of been a little knucklehead growing up. Mm-hmm. And I was never really into school. I've always, always like getting into trouble. So they knew I needed that discipline. Yeah, they sure, probably didn't sure. say it. They probably knew I needed it. So, um, you know, they're just like, whatever. Let Nick do whatever he thinks he's, he wants to do. I don't even think he's going to graduate high school. Right, right, right. Yeah, at that point. Right. You know, and that's what my dad would say. Like, you're not going to graduate high school. How are you going to go to the Marine Corps? I'm like, I was going to say, this, so this, this gave you that reason to kind of Oh, that, that gave track. me all the that's fucking reason right to graduate yeah, high school. Yeah. Right? It was so a, now you had purpose. I had purpose. purpose. It, was yeah. a, it was a big mission. It, was, it, was, it wasn't easy for me just because I would, you know, not go to school. I would ditch a lot. I had a car at like tenth grade just because okay. my dad's like, "Hey, there's a." Because you were slanging vases, bro. That's why. Yeah, right. I was like, I always had money, man. I was right, at, like, I never. Balloons. Yeah, full of balloons. dude, I did. I drive to the valley to go fill it up, Heck yeah. and I was underage. You have to be eighteen uh-huh. over to do it, but mm-hmm. I had a fake ID, all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, off record, right? Yeah, um, I yeah, did all off that off just, record, on record. just to just yeah. to make it happen, just because I knew what it was. I mean, it wasn't drugs. It was just you know another way of makes yeah. to hustle, and uh, yeah, I remember I went back to the recruiter, and I, I remember at seventeen. I told my parents, all right, it's time. And they're like, are you serious? They're like, yeah, meet me at the recruiter's office today. That's dope. So they met me at the recruiter's office. And I remember I had my mom my dad. They had to sign off on that because you're 17. And um, I'm like, you know, he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I remember there was a poster. Do you remember that when you walked into the recruiter's office, they had all the Marine posters? Mm-hmm. And it was that fucking poster of that fucking recon Marine coming out of the oh, water. Yeah, and, the fucking, water and I was like, right, I want to yeah. do what that guy's doing. And he's like, well, that's recon, right? I'm like, you got to go fucking infantry first. I'm like, you really don't, right? But yeah. they're going to just hit the quota, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll go infantry. And, and I mean, they're like, oh, are you sure you you know, you know could do all these other jobs? And I'm like, no, nah, I want to go infantry. Do you have a good ASVAB score? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, that might have happened. No, I, I, no, no I, air traffic was, control for yeah, you. Yeah, dude. I, it was, no, I, I did not. I, I was probably on ASVAB waiver, bro. Uh-huh. I was like, a, yeah. I seriously was. Well, at 17, bro, we didn't pay attention. I, I, I was did. 17. We didn't pay I attention. Didn't. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't. I remember I took an ASVAB course. Didn't at, study for it. No, that didn't shit. study for it. I could have done, I probably could have done so much better, but yeah. whatever. At that point, I knew I wanted to go into infantry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure. like, I remember when I went to the ASVAB, I took the ASVAB test. He's like, all right, well, can I go in the infantry? I asked him, he's like, yeah. 
you actually perfect score. I said we're gonna make it happen. Perfect score. Yeah, thirty one. Perfect. Yeah, thirty one. Hundred percent for the infantry. Let's go. Yeah. So, it, it that's what it was, man. It's, that's it, man. all it was. I've always, I always knew that at that point from like nine eleven, I knew I wanted to join the military. Yeah. Didn't know what branch. Marine recruiter was always at at our high school. Like always. Yeah. Our high school. I swear to God, every year they had about twenty to thirty freaking students go to the Marine. Oh yeah. Yep. There's so many. And they got those numbers too, man. They know what what, yeah. what schools are putting out more. Yeah, well, if you want to get into like, yeah. if you want to dive into that, you know, mm-hmm. George W. Bush at that time he increased recruiters in the oh, minority yeah, areas. Yeah, exactly. So it's and like you can, you can get into that because that's the truth. You know that what I mean? Truth. Yeah, that's, that's the truth, true. right? Um, that's what happened, really. And so there was an influx of recruiters. I mean, there was about fucking ten recruiters in that office. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every high school had its own. Now one recruiter shared between like three or four different high schools, which is fucking nuts. Yep. A lot of work, yep. right? But yeah, that guy would he's fucking recruited all of yeah, us. Yeah, we man. call that niche marketing, man. So yeah, they, knew, right? they knew what niche they were going to. Yeah, demographic, yeah, man. Absolute demographic marketing. Yeah, man. yeah. So that's pretty tight. So I know all of us, man. 9-11 was one of those those crazy-ass incidences where we know exactly where we were, who we were with, where we were sitting, the day of the week. It's one of those impacting things that sounds like, and I give you credit for this, man, because being young, a lot of kids at that age are just clueless or they're into whatever we're into, you know? Yeah. You actually had a, a, a presence in your mind to say, you know what, That's there's something going. I don't really understand everything about it, but I know there's a calling there possibly for me somewhere, and then it was reinforced with your with your father. I think that shit is dope because a lot of kids don't do it. They look at the number of, of uh, uh, the percentage of, our population that is served and it is increasingly it's increasingly decreasing because there's just a, a greater disconnect and there's other reasons we won't get into but i do give you credit for having that mental uh perspective to say hey i know something's going on man and one day i'm going to do this and you actually follow through that's that's pretty badass yeah i mean it's pretty badass know, being first generation mexican-american yep. i've always kind of wanted to do my part for this country right i always like i remember i have friends that always like, oh yeah, my dad was in the military, my grandpa was in the military, my uncle was yep. in Vietnam, and I'm like, damn, that's so cool. Like, I thought that oh, was Oh, you're cool. the first generation. You're the I'm first, first generation, first serve. person in my oh, military. That's crazy. To ever, that's first person in my family to ever join the military. Good for you, brother. Good for you. You know, my, my, my dad and my mom, both from, from Mexico, yeah. they migrated here at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they were like, my mom was like in first, second grade, my dad was in middle school. Yeah. He came over to the East LA area, and that's where they kind of grew up. Yeah, that's, so you're right. That appreciation level yeah. is is important, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I come from a, a family of military history, so it's kind of normal. Yeah. But yeah, for you to be first gen like that and uh, and do that is, is is impressive. There's been like a, a topic that's been on our minds all week, especially between me and Herbert and uh, Ruben, uh, especially talking with the guys like PTSD. Yeah. Remember the saying, "Enjoy the suck." Mm. Yeah, embrace so, the suck, huh? Embrace, embrace the, the suck. suck. So yeah. I think I think these guys are coming out. They're in their dark hole. Yeah. They're embracing that suck. They're embracing that, that this is my life. I did this, and this is the cause of it, right? Instead of them trying to step out, be a little uncomfortable, and grow, they're in that, oh, I'm cool. I'd rather just stay right here. Mm-hmm. And even though then, then you, you know, you deal with it. They're, I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have this. Well, here's an opportunity to fix that. No, it's cool. I'll stay here. Mm-hmm. I'll be in my suck. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like a common theme that we're seeing this week. Yeah. Um, have you dealt with that? I mean... I feel like I always try to stay uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? I feel like those guys get comfortable, mm-hmm. and that's what, you know, you, you could be in this, you could embrace a suck and be uncomfortable because in reality, we, we look at it in the Marine Corps or in any other branch, embracing the suck is an uncomfortable position mm-hmm. that you have to be in. Mm-hmm. So when they're comfortable in that position, are they really embracing the suck or are they just kind of like, 
going with the motion, right? Just just going it, right? Like just faking the funk and just trying to live off their benefits and doing whatever they got they got to do, right? Um, I feel like every every day is a difficult day. Like there's no easy day. Like really, there's no easy day. You know, just this morning, you know, I I feel I call myself a, a fireman. Just because I put out fires sure, all day, every day. like yeah. all day, yeah. like I'm a fucking fireman, dude. Like I put out fires all day from last night. I, you know, leaving bastards last night after our vet work, go home. Um, you know, look at Downey. You know, look at our. You know what's going on in the camera. Something I see something that we that mm-hmm. that I didn't like. I'm addressing it to the managers. You know, putting out a fire. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Right, right, right. Well, then you got to develop an SOP to make sure that doesn't happen again, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know. I feel like keeping me uncomfortable um, is up to me mm-hmm. because I can very well say, oh, they got it. Everything's good. Right. Cool. I don't have to look at the cameras or, you know what? I have to go into bastards. They'll figure it out. And that's going to put me in a comfortable position. But that's not really embracing the suck. Right. I think embracing the suck in my position, I have to constantly try to be better every day in business and that's kind of embracing the suck on that end, right? On the business aspect. Now, on the personal aspect, um, you know, I constantly fight with my mind is like, am I doing what I want to do? Am I, you know, after, you know, yesterday was my birthday, I turned 37, right? I've been in the restaurant business since I was 25. You know, I remember I dropped out of college and fuck it, I'm going to do this. No plan B. Yep. No, that's it. I'm running with it. Yep. No money in my pocket. I opened up Bastards Downey with like negative $5,000 in my bank account. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make first payroll, but, yep. you know, at that point it was myself and Calvin, rest in peace, my old partner, and we ran that restaurant every fucking day. Yep. We yep. ran it until we started making a profit. And, you know, this is all I know. Like, since I was 25, yep. like, that's it. I've been doing this for you know, a good a good amount of my life. Like, sure. what, fucking eight, you know, is it almost 13 years yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. So 13 going on 14 years. It's like, it's all I know. So I constantly fight with my own mind as in, am I doing what I want to do to for my career? Like, is this is this what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I didn't, have a, I didn't have love for the food and beverage industry at a young age. Okay. I like to go drink and party, and that was it, mm-hmm. right? Calvin, my partner, passed away. He went to culinary school. Okay. He was in bartending. He was the bartender. I was more of the marketing admin, and let's make this party happen kind of deal, right? Like, let's invite all my friends. Sure. Let's make it happen. That was my thing. Now, I say this because after a couple years of being in the restaurant industry, you realize that, I always say you're the grunts, you're the civil, you're the grunts of the civilian world because you're the first one in and the last one out. That's it, true. Like yeah. the first one in and the last one out. Absolutely. Like nonstop in the industry, right? Absolutely. So same thing as the restaurant industry. So I'm, you know, I was up this morning from like at at zero six. At, yep. at you know, I'm like going through my fucking my emails, going through my text messages because they're already someone texting you. Someone, I'm like, all right, I gotta put up that fire. I gotta do that. Gotta yep. do that. Gotta yep. do that. Gotta do that. Gotta do that. And then, you know, on the way over here, you know, I had a Zoom call, yep. uh, you know, at, at, at 11 o'clock this morning with our other partners. Then on the way up here, on the call with marketing, you know, after I leave here, I got to go to Downey and do a couple more, yep. a couple more errands. Um, it's, it's nonstop, 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 right? And you got to ask yourself, at, you know, okay, what's the reward? Like, where, where's the reward, right? That's what us human beings are like. Sure. That's I'll, what, I'll, I'll put to return. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. right? Like, what's the reward? What's our ROI right. in it, right? Correct. 
Well, for me, I constantly look at like, it's not about the money, right? Because if it was about the money, I'd be in a different industry, Correct. right? Let's face it, restaurant industry, profit margins are very low, right? Um, you got to make a lot more money to kind of make more money, sure. right? Sure. So, um, With high liability. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, huge. Yep. Huge. Huge liability. It's crazy, dude. I mean, we could, we could talk for another hour about sure. that liability sure, sure. and employees nowadays. Um, but I look at it as like, okay, well, if it's not the money, definitely not time. You don't have time on your hands because yep. you're constantly working exactly. all the time. Yep. Like, all right, I'm, I'm embracing the suck right now. But is it my embracing the suck and is it worth it? Well, the network that we have all, like, now I'm not saying it's just myself, but has bastards, has grown mm -hmm. in the last 10, 12, 13 years. It's insane. Insane. I mean, the Downey area, LA area, there's no Marine. You can ask any Marine, like, hey, have you heard of bastards? Like, yeah, I've been there for the Marine Corps birthday. Oh, yeah. I've been there for the Marine Corps birthday. They've yeah. probably never been there a day in their lives, like, step foot in the restaurant yeah. during a fucking regular day. Right. But Marine Corps birthday, they were there, or they heard about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, we made our dent. Yep. So my thing is like, all right, you know what? Am I making some, Am I making progress? I am making progress because now I look at it like, okay, if I'm going to be in this business for the next five years, ten years, you know, how else can I expand? You know, my my resume, right? Yeah, yeah, what else can I do? Your footprint, my yep. footprint, yeah, right? Yep. Well, we started a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. We have, We're gonna talk you know, about that too, our right? nonprofit, Save the Brave, that helps right. veterans, right? That's a whole different world, right? That now is. I'm working with another nonprofit, you know, Veterans Stand Together. We help veterans a different way, yep. right? Uh, one's about ha taking veterans to have fun. The other one's about helping veterans where they really need it, like jobs, fucking homelessness, there all that go. good there shit, you, go, you know? And then uh, I look at all that and I'm like, you know, at 37 years old, yeah, I'm not a multi-millionaire. I'm not a millionaire, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty cool. I'm all right. And then, you know, then that reality hits in. Like, damn, yeah, but you want to buy this. You want to do that. You want to travel here. You want to travel there. But you can't because you have this event this coming week yeah, yeah. or funds might be a little tight because this is a slow season. So you can't, you know, you might not take payroll in the next two weeks right. because your employees come first and rent and utilities and all that you shit. Go. You come last, right? So understanding that is like, yeah, I do embrace that. I do go through that every day. But it's you find value in that. But it's like how am I going to get over it? How am I going to get over that hump? I got to find like I got to find that light in the hole. I got to find it every day. Every day like what am I looking forward to? All right, I'm looking forward to like right now I'm looking forward to to freaking Cancun. <laughs> I'm go. going to Cancun in February 13th and it's the first vacation I've had and I don't know, I can't tell you when, man. I can't even count, like mm -hmm. over five, six years. Mm -hmm. I'm, no vacation. So it's my little getaway finally. So I'm like, all right, my ass is like, all right, I'm working fucking hard right now mm -hmm. just to make that happen. Right. I don't care if you got to work on your birthday, whatever. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's just another fucking day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it'll all pay off. I got Libo coming up. So I always try to find, you know, like something that's positive in, in, in the day to kind of keep me going. Because I would lie to you if I would say that I don't go through that. We all do. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at all these freaking successful people that freaking end up committing suicide. Yeah, right. It's like, dude, they have it all. They have everything. But there's something yep. in their mind yep. that still bothers them, right? So imagine what we went through, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter how successful you are, how many freaking transactions you close a year, you're still going to have that in your head. Sure. You're still going to have that. You're going to wake up with that same fucking memory. Yep. And yep. I think that's what makes us stronger. Because if you know how to over, overcome that, like people say about PTSD, right? Like PTSD, yeah, there's a word for it. That's PTSD. But I just call it being 
hyper fucking vigilant and being super reactive (laughs) to any situation that might happen. So you're going to live longer. It's survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. And our survival of the fittest, like we're like, our instincts are up here compared to the average civilian. It's not bad that you sit in a room and you face the door. Because you, nine out of 10 times, somebody runs into there, guess what? You're going to survive. That a civilian that didn't think about that, he's not. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're driving and you're like looking over to your left, you're doing your defensive driving, you're looking to your left, you're looking over your right, looking your, over the mirror, yeah. uh, you're like, fuck, why am I doing this? You know, you go talk to your fucking PTSD class, like, yeah, you know, you need to calm down. Like, no, don't calm down. Yeah. Keep so, that. So, with that said, obviously the big thing is perspective, right? Like yeah. Perspective. What would you say? The turning point where you were able to see things from that perspective versus and i don't know if you were there i know a lot of people are when you're in that disabled perspective where you're just woe is me at home how did you what was it in life that made you like damn i'm gonna go this way now you know um man there's a couple there's a couple things that happen in life i would say a lot of it is uh losing your friends losing your best friends mm-hmm. like when i lost calvin our, my, you know, my business partner and yeah, my best friend. Like that, yeah. um, it's, it's, it was a learning. It was, it was, I learned a lot from that, right? I learned that, you know, just like in combat, you're going to lose people, but you got to keep going, right? Yep. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just going to be you, right? Um, you know, losing my, you know, my, my grandma, losing my aunt to ca- cancer at a very young age, losing best friends, committing suicide, and you're like, fuck, dude, like, why why does that continue to happen um and why and what's why why haven't i fell down that same path right um because i think you know perspective is that i want to live to i want to live an old age and i want to see my family grow old with me Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and if i want to do that i got to make better decisions in life Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that I live that long life that I want to live, right? I want to make sure that I don't want to affect my body, my mind, my family. So what am I, what steps do I need to do in order to make myself a better person? All right. I stopped drinking over it eight, nine years ago. And own a canteen. That's right. And own a restaurant, right? Stop from one day to another. Literally. I was at Dodger game and I'm like, I'm fucking done. Yep. When I stopped, when I stopped drinking, that was the big one because when I stopped drinking, I was like, so much reality started to hit. You're like, fuck, I don't need to do that. I don't need to go hang out there. I, need to, I, need to, I don't got to spend money there. You just like become like so much smarter. It's weird, right? Like all your brain cells are fucking there, right? I stopped fucking, I was always smoking weed. Nothing against weed. I still fucking love it. It's great. But I just, I had to stop smoking. So I'm almost going, I'm two years without smoking completely. And that would fuck me up because I would just like, I would kind of like, Nothing against some people are productive and I'm productive. I would people wouldn't even know what I do. I could go smoke, come back and you know, go fucking talk on a podcast, whatever. But in me, I'm like, dude, I don't want to I don't want this to affect me. I don't want to fucking one day go to the fucking VA and say, "Hey, you have fucking lung cancer." Like, god damn it. Wrote too many fucking blunts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck, dude. Like, I got to start, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I got to switch to edibles. But I was like, nah, I just got to stop all completely because I know myself. I got an addictive personality, bro. Like, if I, I now I'm addicted to that time of being sober. 
Does that, does that, oh, that make yeah, sense? Yeah. So now I'm like, hmm, how, how, how long can I go? You can fixate on something positive, you can fixate on something negative. Yeah. You, so, fixated on, you took the negative and you fixated on So does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's no specific reason, but there were certain turning, there's certain things I did in my life that I just stopped doing or I started doing yeah. that just started, life started getting a little bit better. And like, when I, when, I, when I lost my best friend, I, everyone's like, damn, Nick's gonna fucking relapse. I'm like, no, this actually made me fucking stronger. Yeah, yeah. Like this, 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 it's gonna be like now. I gotta really fucking get my shit together because guess what? I don't have my best friend helping mm -hmm. me out now. Yeah. Now I gotta fucking show up on time. Now I gotta be there. Yeah. Now I gotta fucking do this. Like God damn it! Like it's not just, it's just yeah. all me gotta now. now. I gotta fucking yep. figure it out. Yep. So, I would say throwing all the all that weight on my shoulders made me a stronger individual. Yeah, but I also had to stop doing all the little things that were making me weak. Yeah. You know, there was a. Uh, Ernie Delgado, Vietnam veteran, co-founder of Say the Brave. All right, if you look up, if you look up his name right now, Ernie Delgado, this picture comes up. It's called the Grunt. Mm -hmm. It's on MCRD. It's at Quantico. It's that picture of that Marine. It's hanging at Bastards. He has a cigarette in his mouth, oh, yeah. and, oh, it's, oh, and it has, oh, and it has, yeah, yeah. yeah. and good. it has all the all the months he was there. Yeah. At the bottom, they're all crossed out, and it says, "Can you dig it, California?" Mm -hmm. He's a co-founder. He's one of our one of my best friends. Yeah. I met him at Bastards when we opened back in 2012. Mm -hmm. And he's just been a great mentor. He went through so much. I mean, listen to his story is amazing. That's some guy that you got to get on the podcast. He doesn't really ever do podcasts, but he would be fucking great. Uh, but he said something to me uh, one time that stuck with me. And we're on our way to visit one of our Gold Star families, uh, uh, Simon Lickie's uh, mom, Calvin, was in the car. We were on our way to pick up the bike because that's the bike. Uh, Calvin was going to buy the bike from one of our Marine brothers that killed himself. Um, and Calvin, ultimately, that's the bike that Calvin ended up crashing and, and dying in. Crazy story. That's a whole different world. But Ernie Delgado, the whole way up there, he's just like just, just talking about life and about what you know how what he's been through. And he said something so simple and so cliche that it stuck with me. And I'm like, God damn, that's so true. He said, if it doesn't make you stronger, then why do it at all? Good point. Yep. He goes, think about it, mijo. He goes. Does drinking make you stronger? Does smoking make you stronger? I was like, no, it doesn't. Actually, like, when I, if I drink, I go home and I'm like, I might not wake up if somebody fucking breaks into my house. Yeah. If I'm fucking stupid, fucking gone, blown, I'm just like, fuck it, it'll be all right, mm -hmm. right? And just like, whatever. So it's like, all right, there's a time and place for everything, right? Like, there's a time to put your card down, right? But for me, I looked at it as like, all right, if it's not going to make me stronger right now and if it's not going to bring me more business, if it's not going to give me, it's not going to give me a, a pump when I go to the gym or whatever, like, mm -hmm. should I be doing it? No. Right. So, yeah, like those little things in life, listening to those mentors in life that were around me yeah. that I, I considered them mentors. I just kind of like I learned from everybody's mistakes and I try to be better at it. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Learning from other people's mistakes is, yeah. is again, intuitive. Yeah. Just like you were with a kid coming up, same thing. Yeah. I love that, man. Because there's a key thing that you said that how you think of things and how you see things. And it's been a topic that we've been discussing along with Enjoy the Suck, right? You say you look at things in a positive way. We have brothers and sisters that are in that hole, and, and everything they do is they look at everything in a negative way. Yeah. They have no positivity in their life, right? Everything is because something's wrong. Yeah. Instead of. You know, it's like either the glass is half full or it's half empty, depending on how you look at it, mm -hmm. right? And I'm starting to notice, and we're starting to notice that 
with these uh, <clears throat> veteran business owners or guys that with PTSD that are thriving in careers right now, they have completely switched their mindset. Their mindset is to everything is positive. This happened to me and it sucked, but I learned this from sure. it. Mm -hmm. Not this happened to me and it did this to me and now I'm sitting here being yeah. all depressed, right? And you get that on the head though. You yeah, say all about one was about what it did to them, the other one is about how they're leveraging it to mm -hmm. take take action. So, and, and it was crazy that you mentioned that, like yeah. everything that you look at, everything has, the, even if it's bad, there's something that's positive True. coming out of that because yeah. you can learn from it, yeah. you can you can change your tactics, like you said, create a new SOP yep. and make things better, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I think what we're trying to look at in, in, in the veteran population, especially the guys that are struggling, is how do we change that mindset? How do we get them from being negative to start seeing the light. Well, you know, we are, we're veterans, right? Mm -hmm. We're all vets, right? But sometimes it's like, you know, that, that saying like in, in the Marine Corps and, and you're a corpsman, so you get it too. Yeah. Uh, but once a Marine, always a Marine, mm -hmm. right? Like that's how stupid that sounds sometimes. You're like, oh, once a Marine, always a Marine. You hear it so much time, you're like, all right, dog, whatever. But if you really take that mindset and you're like, damn, once a Marine, always a Marine. Right. Well, what is a, what'd you do in the Marine Corps? Mm -hmm. Well, regardless of your MOS, you got up at what time? Mm -hmm. Then you did what? Mm -hmm. Then you went and child. Then you did what? Then you want to go work out. Then you had a PFT, so you got to train, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you carry that mindset and you forget that you're a vet, when you, when you get out of the Marine Corps, like, you're not a vet, you're still a fucking Marine, right? Mm -hmm. All right, you're not a vet, you're a Marine. So carry yourself like a Marine. Sure. Absolutely. Because I feel like as soon as you're given that title, that stamp veteran, okay, I got PTSD now. I got fucking, uh, life yeah, fucking right. sucks, yeah. right? Life yeah, sucks. 100%. Yeah, no, I'm 100%. Now I'm going to grow my fucking beard and be like all fucking stupid it's and true. lazy. And I'm not going to go to the gym and PT anymore. Like you drop your pack. You said complacent or that's exactly right. Right, complacent yep. kills, right? Yep. So it's like, stay, if you stay like your mindset in the Marine Corps, well, when you're in the Marine Corps, what do you do when you get fucking hit from this fucking, from this danger area and you always cross and you're getting hit? You're going to develop a new what? TDP, right? Absolutely. So to cross that fucking danger area. Yep. So it's the same thing in life. As soon as you start you know, crossing a danger area, how can you avoid getting hit at that danger area? Well, if you stay in that Marine mentality, you know, in the, the, the veteran mentality, it's like, oh, let's fucking put a Band-Aid in. Let me go call the VA. The VA doesn't have fire support, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're your own fire support. So you got to figure it out because you got no fire support. You're going to be in this life solo. Think about it that way. Yep. Yeah, we have a bunch of resources, but use them when you need to use them. Sure. Don't just fucking abuse them because if you do, you're going to be reliable on fire support. And the day that we don't have air and we don't have fire support because you're thinking like a Marine, yep. you got to do it your own. You're not going to be ready for that. So be ready to do it on your own. And if you could keep that mindset of once a Marine, always a Marine yep. and just live that life, don't change that part. Because if you change that part in you, you're then you're a veteran that are, this is what a disgruntled veteran is supposed to look like, and this is what a disgruntled veteran is supposed to act like, you're going to be one. That, that's a great distinction. It's like that Navy SEAL admiral that said that every morning when you wake up, you make your make bed. Your that's bed. one thing First accomplished thing, a day. Yep. Yeah. Right there off the bat. Make your that's bed. it. Now Start just off. add to that. Make just add to that. Make your rack. And, that's, and sometimes, you know, I, I lie to you if I tell you I make my fucking bed every day, right? right? But yeah. I, I try to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit the gym this morning sure. before I go to work. Sure. All right, you know what? If I can't hit this gym tonight, well... I got to make sure I hit the gym tonight. Sure. I run at least three miles tonight. Love that, man. Fuck Love it. That. PT, get in there. I think PT, we, we people don't, like, focus enough on that. But, like, fuck, dude, that's, like, that's the start. That's the foundation. Sure. That's the foundation. I don't want to mention, you know, the veteran that, that we, we both know that goes to our, our goes to bachelor's event that we're like, damn, we need to help this Marine, this, this, this guy, right? But one thing that he does positive, and I told him don't stop doing is going to the gym. Mm -hmm. 
Because going to the gym, this guy's like texting me like, hey, Nick, you want to go to the gym? Want to meet at the gym? I'm like, sometimes when I'm feeling like, oh, I don't know, man, I got to get this fucking email out. I'm like, you know what? This fucking email can wait. Yeah. I'll go to the gym there with this go. guy. There I come go. back and I'm like, damn, I'm so glad I did that. Yep. Yep. You know, like, but that's that Marine Corps mentality. It's like, dude, just staying fit. That's Marine Corps mentality and also Marine Corps accountability. Yeah. Because right? you're keeping each other accountable. Hey, man, you got this shit. Let's go. Yeah. Let's just get it in. So you probably wouldn't have gone if he hadn't reached out in that in that situation. Would you? Yeah, having that buddy program, right? Like, hey, let's go program. hit the fucking gym. That's being a Marine. Right? But yeah. it's carrying yourself to, like, that mil- whatever whatever branch you were in, Army, Navy, Air Force. Like, remember those days. And, like, before you – like, remember how you felt in those days. Yeah. And you felt great. So how can I get back to feeling great? That's amazing. Great question. Like, just fucking Simple act like you act yeah. like you're not a vet. Simple you're just that vet's just part of you. Yeah. So I think that's the that's a clear distinction, right? I mean, you're like you said, you're at the top of the game. You're at the top of your game when you're on active duty. You got your buddy system. You have your SOP. You have your routines. Yeah, yeah. And then we get and then we get out, Herbert. To your question, and we lose all that. We lose it all. We lose the discipline. We go back to, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, looseness, a loose yeah. schedule. If we just maintain that chronology of what we did in the core, it's a template, right? It's yeah, template. beautiful just template. Follow the template. That's it. Follow the template. That's but, it. Well, I mean, uh, question for you, Herbert, because we'll, you know, can dive into this just real quickly because I think it's really important because we work with a cohort of, of, uh, of, of individuals that are really struggling. Yeah. As they mentioned. But I mean, you've seen it. I mean, we've seen a progression from you know point A to point B. Some do well, and then some take that other route. You know, how would you articulate that? based on what Nick just said, as far as thinking like a Marine, being a Marine, and following to maintain those Marine Corps standards, values, and, and, and culture. I mean, I think everybody's journey's different. Um, I know you said 25, so I'm assuming shortly after UES jumped into the food industry, right? Um, you know, yeah. there's guys who have been out, retired, living in that PTSD hole for 10, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Like, so point. how do you get out of that hole where, you're not a young stud, right? You're not 25 years old. You're 45 on a high school diploma and you've never done anything. What's your step one? You Absolutely. know, for me, that's how I looked at it. It was like, damn, I've been in the Marine Corps. Like, cool, I'm medically retired. I'm 11 years in. Everybody's like, dude, you're blessed 100%. You get to live life. Yeah. But I dedicated my life to this. I was going for the 2030. I was going to be a career Marine. Now I'm out on right. terminal. Yep. And I'm artillery. And I'm now I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah, Everybody's like, dude, yeah. you're so great. Like that's not what everybody else is saying out here so now you're like i have to reevaluate life Mm -hmm. you know 11 12 years older every job that you want to go get the people that you're competing have degrees have been in that business and you're relying on your combat combat veteran status to to get you in the door so sometimes you know what i mean like everybody's kind of like the oif1 guys like the beginning those guys got out and they're out there rocking dysfunctional veteran t-shirts and playing that game. What would you say maybe like the advice is for some of those guys to start? For me, it was service dogs, right? For me, it was the only thing that's going to get me out of this house is I didn't have a buddy system, right? Like yeah. I was out. My buddies were either still in the Marine Corps deploying. They were gone. My buddies that were out were at work, like yeah. living careers. And here I am like watching it. Yeah. You know, no. So what happens to me and my purpose? So well, inherently, you know, inherently, so for me it was dogs. So inher- okay, perfect. Inherently, though, let's let's connect what Nick said about again, keep it simple and just brilliant. Is think like a marine. Why aren't we inherently going back to the fundamentals that we were taught that made us fucking badass motherfuckers? Why aren't we inherently going back to that if that is the time where we were at the top of our game? Why are we? 
seeping into this dark ass fucking hole. Don't get me wrong. I'm, believe me, I've been. I'm not judging. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for clarification because we see two cohorts, one going this way and one going yeah. this way. Why aren't we going back to our basics? Yeah. Well, I mean, you did say something that uh, like kind of stuck out. Was like, all right, social media, right? You're seeing all your friends do this they're doing great they're fucking awesome they have beautiful families they're all great exactly right all the shit they want you to see right yeah, all the shit they want i'm like while well, they're fucking somebody on the side yeah, yeah right, right while they're right. fucking they have baby mom over here they have three kids over here they don't even pay their child support right all that yeah, crap right and you're like 100%, dude. dude you're really a shit bag bro but but on paper but on paper you look great right yeah, so <laughs> it's like you know when we're in the marine corps like, social media wasn't around it wasn't really around, like maybe towards the end of when you were when you, right before you got out. But, dude, I remember you, you go to the field and you couldn't even take your fucking phone. Remember those yeah, days? Like, yeah, yeah. you get fucking fried for that when they started coming out uh, with with those flip phones. We, I didn't, remember. we didn't have them, bro. You didn't even have them, dude. You guys had fucking yeah, dog. <laughs> so, so it's like I think I think we need to stop comparing ourselves sure, sure. with like the other Marine because in the Marine Corps you're given that template like what makes you a fucking PT stud, right? What makes you a PT stud? The time man. Three mile, Make under 18 happen. mile, yep. uh, 18 minutes. Fucking, was it 100 sit-ups under fucking, what, it's two 80, minutes? It was 80 sit-ups in two minutes. Two and minutes? It was, a, it was a three miles under 18 minutes. And then 20 pull-ups. And then a minimum but who set pull-ups. that standard? The, the, uh, yeah, the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps. Yeah. Not your buddy to your left, not right. your buddy to right. the right. Yeah. Like, now you're like, fuck, I got to get a fucking first-class BFT. That's what it is. Right? So it's like... And if you don't maintain those standards, there's consequences. So it's like, all right, well, like, let's look at it now. Let's look at the standards. Like, all right, if you don't have those standards because you don't want... You know, the Marine Corps, you're, whatever. You don't want to live by those standards. You don't want to run. You want to do pull-ups. Great. I would say, like, find a passion. Sure, find something. Right? Find a passion that, like, for like for me, it's fishing and jiu-jitsu. Like, fuck, with jiu-jitsu, I'm like, damn, I want to be a black belt one day. Like, that's the fucking, that's 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 right here now. So now I'm like, all right, how am I going to get there? Yeah. I got to fucking go to fucking class at least two times a week. I got to fucking dedicate this. I got to dedicate that. Fishing, all right, but fishing, damn, I want to catch every fucking fish there is out in the ocean. Yeah, I want a bluefin. I already got a bluefin. I already got yellowtail. I got fucking yellowfin. Um, I've had a, a fucking uh, halibut. I've had salmon. You know, I've had, had no no dorados yet. You know, so it's like, I'm like, all right, I got to get back out there. I got to get out there and fucking catch, yep. right? So it's like find something that you like and just give it your best, yep. right? I, have you guys ever heard of that book, The Four Agreements? The Four Agreements? Four Agreements. No, I haven't by Don Miguel Ruiz. He talks about four agreements. The fourth, you know, it's like, don't be, it's like, be impeccable with your word. Uh, don't make assumptions. Um, and I, I believe that the third or the, the fourth one, which is my favorite, it says, it's give it your best. Just give it your best. Whatever it is. Like, yeah. be impeccable with your word. Like, just don't talk crap about other people because once you live it out, once it, once it goes out and, you know, that, it's out of your mouth. It's out. You ain't getting it back, right? Yeah, exactly. You ain't getting it back, right? So it's out. It's gonna bounce around. People don't like that. You might offend somebody. Sure. Don't make assumptions. Don't 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 assume, because somebody might tell you something. You might assume that they're fucking da- down talking to you or or just offending you. And in reality, they're really not. You know, just like don't make assumptions. But my favorite one of those is like of those four agreements is like give it your best, because like no matter what you do, whether it's fucking. Riding a motorcycle, right? You guys ride motorcycles, like just give it your fucking best, okay. right? If it's, it's, it, it's like fast as possible, yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Did it. Got it. I mean, have that. Make sure that fucking bike is fucking clean at all fucking times. Yeah. Make sure that that bike has fucking its oil change at all times. Yeah. Make sure your bike's gonna go. Make sure that you're fucking, you're you're always watching your surroundings. Be the best that you can be in that. If you're gonna be the best realtor, 
you're going to be in the real estate, Absolutely. be the fucking best. Yeah, you're trying to win the Super Bowl. That's exactly right. <laughs> be the fucking best. Because if you're not the best, guess what? You're still going to get close to it. Yeah. You're still going to be better. And now sure. you have a mission. You have a purpose. And you're forgetting about yourself and all the stupid demons that are in your mind. You know what I mean? Because when you're on the floor, on the mat, and, and rolling, I know oh, you guys... Yeah. All, yeah, you're not thinking about other You're not thinking shit. about yeah. shit but not getting yeah. choked out. Yeah. So or, you're like, or, or, if you're, or if you're skydiving, you're not thinking about that shit. If, if you're riding, you're not thinking about if that If you're fishing, you're, you're just fucking thinking about fucking that, that you know, they say the tug is the drug, right? Yeah. In that tug to get oh, yeah. that feeling and boom. And it's just burning too. Right? So it's like, oh, it's, it's a workout, oh, bro. It it's a whole different world. We got to go fishing sometime, by the way. So it's just like finding purpose in whatever you do in life is, is about just finding, you know, look at your hobbies and like, all right, what am I good at? All right. Or I mean, I'm not good at anything. What do I want to try? Yeah. Or I see my buddy's always fucking, you know, he has a bow. He goes fucking bow hunting now. You don't want to go pick up a bow, right? If you're a vet, there's so many nonprofits out there, like Semper Fi Fund, yeah. Wounded Warrior Project, bigger nonprofits than Save the Brave and Veterans Stand Together. Mm-hmm. Big nonprofits that have so much money that they need to spend in order to get those grants again okay. to take you on these trips so you can find your next passion. Like there's... You know, okay, granted, let's say I don't want to go out and meet other vets. You know what? You call that fucking career, uh, that, that counselor, that uh, case manager, you tell them, hey, I want to go somewhere solo because I don't like to be around other people. Mm-hmm. Great, make it happen. I feel that so many of us make excuses. Everybody has an excuse, and they get in their way of themselves. Yeah. Yep. It's like, dude, just put that aside. Like, every vet, like, I hear them, and I'm like, oh, I was going to do this, or I can't do this because of this, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I just hear you. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to give you a, I'm going to be positive. My response is going to be positive to you. Like, whatever you tell me, I'm going to rebuttal with a positive answer, right? Because I don't want your negativity to fucking come into me. And I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to live with that shit. You know what I mean? I just want to be positive because I think the more positive we can be, even if you're not feeling it, sometimes I feel like shit, but I got to be this way because if I give you that negative energy, I'm going to get negative energy, right? Absolutely. And that's a great question. That's a great question. And, and, and unlike response. in fucking math, two negatives don't make a positive in, this, in the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's breaking out some mathematical knowledge. No, it's just... It. But what's crazy is like the big thing that we talk about all the time is correlating our military service transitioning out to the civilian world. Yeah. And the faster that, as veterans, we can do that, the faster we can just transition. Yeah. A lot of these guys, sometimes we feel like, oh, well, I can't fit into this world. I don't. This is all I've known. But then when you start, like, we had the conversation getting ready to go to the field you know you got to get chow so you got to deal with supply you got to deal with the chow you got to deal with motor t you got to deal with all these different assets when it comes to real estate we're dealing with all these different at the home inspectors and the appraisers and i'm sure in your industry you're making sure you know things are getting delivered yeah so once you're like dude it's just a different mos that's it you're doing the same, same thing same thing like come on let me help you out let me yeah. teach you the way you can be successful yeah. and yeah. it's giving that help in hand teaching them that but a lot of the things that you talked about are things that are about the military, right? You set your goals. You stop drinking. You stop smoking. You started to have a purpose doing jujitsu and fishing. Yeah. You started to do everything that the military had and a normal career has. And I think a lot of times as vets, when you get that DD-214, that freedom, yeah, freedom's not good for us. No. That's our problem is the moment that we go free, it's that good luck, hold yeah. on tight, watch this. Yeah. Let me out and I've been through X, Y, and Z. I'm a disabled vet, watch what I do. Yeah. Versus it takes kind of hit rock bottom, you start surrounding yourself with the right people. Now my goals aren't to be drinking and smoking, it's like the PFT, yeah, the Marine Corps, I gotta get a first class, but homeboy got a 298, yep. yeah. homeboy got a 289. <laughs> like. 
fuck, I gotta get it. You know, I, I remember picking when uh, I was going from corporal to sergeant. I was in Iraq, I was still in Ramadi, yeah. right? Because we were there at the same time. I was gonna re-enlist in Ramadi, tax-free. Yeah. I missed the cutting score by one point. Damn, bro. So I didn't get the tax-free. I came oh, back, fuck. picked up the following month, I ended up re-enlisting anyway. Yeah. But I got taxed like 14, 15 Gs. Over one point, my boy got yeah. promoted yeah. for that one point. So when you look at the run, you're like, dude, you ran like, I think it's like 10 seconds hey, faster. one point, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you start thinking, what if? Like, what if I had done one other thing? There's something called, uh, to- not total degrees of separation, it's uh, three degrees. There's three degrees of separation, but there's a book that it's 112 degrees. So I think boiling point, whatever the boiling point is for water, if you're at 111 or whatever, like with one degree, your, bo- your water is not boiling. One degree, bro. Did you make that extra phone call? Yeah. Did you talk to that one vendor? I might get better deals on my procurement. Is that one aspect, that one degree? If you do that little bit, dude, because the, the world does come down to math, dude. Yeah. One point can make the difference in winning and losing. Yeah. And you did, and you and you did some amazing things. You, you know, when you stop drinking, you do all that. It, it, I don't know if it seemed big or small to you, but the but the outcomes were tremendous. It might have been one small change. You know, I'm just gonna stop drinking. Man. Let me just start there. You know, so guys who want to start PTing again, you know, don't don't go hire a personal trainer. Don't do all this shit. Just walk around the block one time. That's it, like, man. Just start. Yeah. Start some shit. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is this is powerful. I mean, for all three of you, because and for our viewers and listeners, I'm gonna tell you right now, I have never seen or heard a podcast with this type of message where you literally just provided a fucking algorithm on how we you can change lives just on the advice and stuff given here, but the fact that we're carrying out that mission. It isn't like we're just lecturing and shit because we were born with a silver spoon in our mouth. We started at one point with some bullshit, went to a certain spot, and then came up. So for our, our viewers and listeners, man, this is a formula that is going to help all of all, everybody, but in general, it's a formula that's going to help a lot of folks when they watch us and listen. Would you agree? Some great comments. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all have our ups and downs. You know, I, I'd lie to you to say that I've, I've had that Marine Corps mentality right when I got out. Yeah. You know, I, I think I did when I went to college. Uh, fucking still fucking working out three four times a day because you're getting that GI bill and you're on BAH and you don't have to fucking work right like life was amazing then I'm like this is great yeah (laughs) this is great this is I'm making more money now than I ever did and then you know and then and then you know and then I get into real world and I'm like damn I gotta wake up in the day I gotta wake up because I got delivery coming damn I gotta go shopping because we're out of this we're out of beer I gotta go here fuck I'm hungover all day till three I think when I opened up my restaurant I was drinking for the first three years, like, I, I swear, saying, every yeah. fucking day, at least, I don't know, over 10 beers, over three, four shots a day, every day. Like, I, sh- I can show you pictures right now. I'm like, that, that's me, bro. And they're like, no, that's not you. I was fucking, like, 100 fucking pounds, like me. I'm, like, supposed to be, like, 150, 160, like, solid, right? I shouldn't be over 100, I mean, like, honestly, 200 pounds is, like, fucking crazy, right? Like, I was up there, dude. I was, like, 189, 190. I'm, like, bloated. You know, looking at myself, I'm like, how am I going to get the most beautiful girl I ever want right this, dude? Like, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not attractive right there, man. I'm like, I'm sorry, but women are a weakness, right? It's always been, right? Um, and I always feel like, like, damn, I got to look good because, you know, I got to fucking, I got I got a date coming up or I got to go to Cancun soon. So I got to make sure I, I run an extra three miles. Like, I go to the gym, you know, I'm like, all right, my workout's done, but now I got to hit the fucking treadmill, run three miles before I get out of here. Right? Like, it's just... It's part of it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, what's your motivation? Find that motivation. But I'd lie to you and say that I, I was always like fucking PT. No, I had a dark, I had a very dark spot. Um, you know, I think from 25 to like 28, I think when I stopped drinking around that age. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it was all because of alcohol. Like alcohol was my downfall. Like straight up, dude. I, I, I've been in fights with, you know, business owners on my block in Downey. Mm -hmm. I've been, I fought fucking even an employee that just fucking pissed me off. Let's go outside and stick to the back. Like, you know, I'd always get, I like to drink and get fucking violent and stupid. Mm -hmm. Say stupid shit, have no filter. And alcohol was, is, is my downfall. So, at, when, between those times, like, I was going through a lot. Anxiety, I had fucking, like, alopecia in my hair, losing my fucking hair, all kinds of crap. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And in reality, it was because of, like, I wasn't carrying myself like a fucking Marine. I was just fucking being a fucking shitbag, fucking going to work. Yeah, I was making it happen. Yeah, people were coming. We are making money. We are throwing <coughs> badass Marine Corps birthday events. Yeah. But I was fucking drunk by fucking by fucking noon. Yeah. Am I making the smartest decisions? No. Maybe somebody might be fucking stealing from me, and I won't even know I won't it. Even know it dude. And I'm sure they did. Or worse. Oh yeah. yeah or worse. So, so much more happened. Yeah. You know. Um, like I mean, you said you couldn't defend the home front if you're not a cop. Exactly. You so, you know, it's just for me is staying sober. That's a big one for me. Staying sober, working out, and you know, ha- having an agenda, having like a calendar. You, it sounds like you picked your lane, bro. You, you, you got clarity, man. At some point, and you, you explained how. So thank you for being honest and transparent. You, you, you got clarity, bro. But you had to make steps in order to get your clarity. So yeah. You knew what your passion and purpose was going to be. Dude. Yep. Um, this has been amazing. I want to make sure we don't miss anything. So, any additional questions for um, for Nick before? Can you go over uh, and talk about Save the Brave? Yeah. So um, Save the Brave was founded back in 2015 uh, between uh, Ernie Delgado, yep. Vietnam veteran, and myself. Um, and then we brought on, uh, three other Marines, uh, one corpsman actually and two Marines. Uh, and when we started this, it was just more like, all right, I wanted to help two, four vets just because we're dealing with a lot of suicides in the company and in, in the battalion. So I'm like, fuck dude, we got to help our own. Like I was tired of giving money to all these nonprofits that I didn't know where that money was going. And I'm sure they were doing great things with it, but I wanted my Marines, my brothers, you know, we always say in the Marine Corps, I said it again yesterday, take care of your own. Sure. Take care of your own. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, you got to take care of your own. Who's my own? Mm-hmm. My company. Yep. Echo Company, 2-4. So I'm like, all right, that's where it started. I wanted to start taking care of my Marines. Um, and the whole point was just to, like, connect us with each other. Mm-hmm. Didn't really, I mean, we had the mission, but it was more like, all right, we didn't know what we wanted to do at that point. We didn't know it was fishing and jiu-jitsu. At that, at that point, it was like, let's go... Fucking horseback riding, great. Let's go mount. Let's go mountain biking, great. Let's go mountain biking. And some guys would show up, some guys wouldn't. And then we'd lose a marine, <coughs> and then we're flying with all the money that we raised. We're flying thirty marines to his funeral, and I'm like, what the fuck are we? This is reactive. Like, why are we spending money for funerals and for hotels? Like, then these guys are all getting fucking drunk. Then they go home and they're all like, guys, I miss you. I'm like, this is. We're back in the same thing. So we're like, all right, back to that yeah, save the brave needs to focus. On connecting veterans to veterans to build strength of character, right? So then we're like, all right, what are we gonna do? We went on one fishing trip out in uh, in Long Beach or no in San Pedro, and that was one of the best fishing, best one of the best trips that I I mean I remember like it was yesterday because I was fucking throwing off throwing up off the side of the boat the entire time. I was I was dude. I didn't grow up fishing. I grew up poor, bro, in East LA, like not you know. not so much poor, but just didn't have those extra hobbies. My dad didn't take us to do all that stuff. It's like focus on working all the time. So I never went fishing. I never had all that cool, all that stuff. I didn't know how to fucking tie a knot or run. I didn't know anything about fishing, dude. I didn't know fish at all. 
could fucking hang up. You could have a fucking yellowtail here and a bluefin. I couldn't tell you what it was with. Yeah. So I remember going on that first fishing trip, and it was fun. Like, all of us were there. A lot of my buddies I served with, we had army guys there. We had guys that just visited us at the restaurant um, and just were like, all right, let's go fishing. So we took, like, about 24 veterans fishing. You know, I'm like, all right, 24 for 24. That's kind of, like, the number we wanted to start with, right? So we took guys fishing. Then after that, uh, we got a text message from a couple of those guys that went. They're like, hey, man, it was a great time. I was having a hard time. I'm glad my wife let me go. He goes, um, when's the next fishing trip? Then another guy hits me up like, bro, that was the best fishing trip ever, dude. I've never been fishing. Like, that was so cool. When is the next one? And, like, a couple other guys were hitting us up, and we're like, guys, you guys see that? Like, like, fuck the fishing trip. Like, that was great, but we're giving them a, li- a, a reason to live again by asking us when is the next fishing trip. Yeah, they got something to look forward to. They got something to look forward to now. So now that they got something to look forward to, now we got to plan another fishing trip. So then, then like, from one fishing trip to another – now we're doing now we're hosting two fishing trips a month um about six vets per trip so uh we service anywhere from 100 to 150 vets a year in fishing trips uh we do a fishing trip uh on on a big uh on the big scale is is two fishing trips a month but one fishing trip a year we take uh, about four to five vets down to baja mm-hmm. and we do a baja fishing trip for the alumni if we know that you can fish we take you down there with baja fishing family down in san quintin nice. And these guys are awesome fishermen. They're divers, fishermen, and surf, they surf. But we go out there and we fish for Yellowtail. We have a house that we rent. We hang out. Uh, it's kind of like being on Libo, being on, you know, being overseas. But it's a great time. Uh, we call it salt therapy, right? Something about being in the ocean, those ions. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like Agreed. I don't know what it does to you, but when you come back, it's a freaking reset button. That's a reset button. Um, so we stuck to fishing, and we're like, you know what? That's gonna be our thing. You know, there's a lot of other nonprofits that. They, they check the box when it comes down to helping vets with homelessness, you know, helping them with their groceries, with their, with their you know, like VHA, with their closing costs, Boots to Suits that does, you know, uh, uh, vocational training. Um, we just want to focus on having fun because a lot of veterans forget to have fun. Like they're just caught up every day, work, 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 work. Even myself. Then I'm like, we got to go a fishing trip, save the brave. That's my way to get the fuck out of work. And I got to go hang out with these vets because, yeah, I'm forced to do it, but it's fun. I got to go have fun with these guys. Like, so it's like, don't forget about that because when you come back, you're like, damn, life's fun. Yeah, you got me pumped up, man. Life's how we, fun. How do we find out about it? How do we sign up and find out? So you go on savethebrave.org. That's savethebrave.org. Save it's completely free. Um, all you need is to be uh, have an honorable discharge um, and sign up. And if and, and by some reason you don't have an honorable discharge, it is going to ex- exclude you. You know, we're we're 100 nonprofit organization. We're 100 volunteer. We'll s- just sign up. You know that your your uh, your entry will go in front of the board, and we'll decide. We'll be like, hey, you know, this guy's a fucking good marine. He got in trouble. He popped his last fucking right. year because yeah, right, right. something happened. How many of us know marines like that? Yeah. That are just squared away and like they went on a limbo. They did something stupid. They come back and. But how many of us should have? Got in trouble and kicked yeah, out, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we're so we're an, or, an orthodox nonprofit organization. We're just we're ran by enlisted Marines yeah. and a corpsman enlisted. So we're like <laughs> that. Those days are gone, bro. Yeah, like let's let's really dive into the situation sure. and figure out why. Because this guy needs help. Like maybe those guys need more help than anybody because they don't have those support systems that all the guys had honorable discharge. Maybe we could be like, hey, you know what, dude. Um, we can take you out. We'll take you out fishing. Not a big deal. Uh, but we need you to do this. We need you to contact this uh, nonprofit because this nonprofit here is going to help you um, 
change that other than honorable into an honorable. So now we got a purpose with you to work with you. So now, because we've done that, and we got guys there, we got we got the, we got guys that are honorable discharge that were other than honorable, and now they're like, I got all these benefits, like mission accomplished, bro. You know, so we do that. We have our jiu-jitsu program. We we work with non uh, jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu academies in the Southern California area. Um, currently, we sponsor about fifty veterans um, in Southern California. <coughs> Think about sponsorship. Why we're a little bit more uh, frugal about just we don't sponsor just anyone. We need to make sure that the veteran uh, is going to be committed to at least uh, uh, two classes a week, eight classes a month um, with jiu-jitsu. Um, and it's it's a serious thing because it's 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 expensive, and we pay for the tuition. Our nonprofit fundraises, and we pay for the tuition. Um, everything that we do, we we fundraise on our own. We've 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 gotten maybe like one or two grants. We're finally diving into the grant world, but we've been more focused on just private funding, private funding. And we fundraise. We host a jiu-jitsu tournament once a year, and we have our our jiu-jitsu affiliates, our academies that we work with, and we have five veterans per academy. We have veterans in the wait list right now, but we can't we, we can't overgrow because we want to make sure that when we bring on a vet for our jiu-jitsu program, we have enough funding uh, for that veteran for the next eight years. Because our goal is to get that guy, that veteran from um, white belt to black belt. So it's not just like, I don't want to name the nonprofits that, that don't do that. Right, right, but there's right, nonprofits right. out there that focus on jiu-jitsu. Sure. And our, our, of course, our competitive business mindset, like how are we going to be different than them? How can we be better? We're not going to look at your fucking VA percentage because there's a lot of people that don't have time to go do that. Sure. I've never done it. Sure. So why do you, why are we going to alienate you because sure. of that? Sure. Right? All we ask for is to have an honorable discharge. Cool. You did your part. You served, you served honorably. Great. You don't need to be a combat vet because guess what? There's a lot of vets out there that are not combat and that went to combat but didn't get their combat action ribbon. So guess what? That's gonna fuck. That's gonna alienate them. No, man. They did their job. They did everything they had to do. So we bring them on board. Um, and we just make sure that the school could fit within our budget, the academy, and that veteran has to help, you know, fundraise throughout the year and help us meet our goals so we can do it again, over and over and over again. So that's Save the Brave in a nutshell. Um, we host a lot of events throughout the year. We also host a toy drive every year at the Ramona Gardens in East LA and in Boyle Heights. We go to the projects uh, in the hood and we go out there and we show these guys what, these, these kids what, a real veterano is supposed to look yeah, like, right? <laughs> so we're just like, this is not that guy, it's, yeah, it's yeah, us, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool because some of these guys have joined the military. Yeah, We've been there for the last five, six years, and I've seen these kids grow. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's the best time of my life. Is the best event I have, like that I I, I find so much enjoy that I enjoy is like working with these kids. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably gonna be my next thing in life is like helping kids, helping the youth. That's where you really start. You know what I mean? Well, you're doing some amazing things, brother. We're really, really proud of you, and we're, we're honored to have you in the studio here, man. Yes, sir. Really appreciate it. You guys got any more questions? Good to go? Man, this was powerful, brother. Thank yes, you sir. so much. Again, Nick Velez, man, the Bastards Canteen. So check it out. Also, the vet work event we talked about, first Thursday of each month, 1830, 630 for you civilian-minded individuals. But uh, it's a tremendous uh, opportunity. We, we enjoyed partnering with you on that, man. And thank you so much for, oh, thanks for having transparency me, and commentary, man. We appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Semper Fi, brother. Hurrah. Hurrah.